Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Welcome back uh, to From the Terraces for 2024, this uh, first show of the year, and my first show in, what, four, four weeks or something like that. It's good to be back. Uh, I'll probably be even more rusty than usual on the desk, so get ready for those mistakes. Just like that when I start, I forgot to fade down the, uh, uh, the music, so you probably couldn't hear much of that, but welcome back anyway. Lots of football to talk about. Uh, United, uh, um, the, 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 the less we say about the Orient game, we will talk about it, uh, the better. But I, I just literally got off a plane coming back from Australia, sitting there in the rain watching the game, thinking, oh, I'm going back to Australia because this is terrible. Uh, the renaming of the uh, stadium, the Cladara Abbey Stadium. Uh, I'm going to have a private conversation off air with someone about that because I think it's really weird. Uh, and then, of course, the FA Cup yesterday, Blackburn, uh, really, really good first half. We went ahead twice. We looked like we could compete with them. Uh, in the end, second half just proved to be a little bit too much. Uh, Sammy Smodic just looked uh, on fire, uh, picking up a hat-trick um, and uh, really beaten by the better team on the day. So it's onwards and upwards. Fleetwood, obviously, this weekend, uh, which is going to be really key. Uh, we need to get points against sides uh, in that position. Cambridge City uh, are playing in two hours. They didn't play yesterday, so uh, we'll be talking hopefully live to Robbie later on. So do answer the phone, Robbie, if you're listening. Um, he has said he would, so hopefully he will do. Um, their post-Christmas woes uh, looked like they were getting a little better um, with a, a creditable draw against Corby, but uh, then Spalding, who are top of the league, uh, a loss there, and they've got uh, Loughborough Dynamos, who are fifth, and then Anstey and Corn, uh, who are third and tenth, respectively so not likely to get any easier uh, before too long. And then, oh, outpace the music here. Um, Histon, uh, OB yesterday, nil or draw. Uh, they're continuing to make that recovery uh, and they've got uh, a couple of uh, games where they can capitalise on that now. And in the women's football, as far as I'm aware, both teams in action, they're certainly fixtured. I haven't checked the uh, uh, Twitter. We'll do that in a minute. Um, but as far as I'm aware, both games on. Uh, United have got Haywards Heath and City have got Actonians. But we'll start, as we always do, with... With, uh, Cambridge United. So as I say, um, I got back on the Sunday evening uh, and then went to watch the Orient game on uh, the Monday. Uh, I'd watched Perth Glory actually while I was over in uh, Australia they were, they were the team I followed when I was over there um, and they were quite similar to Cambridge in that uh, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get first half they looked atrocious and looked like they were going to get hammered and then second half they come out like a different team and uh, perform really well and managed to get a late winner uh, dominating the second half so it's a bit like that uh, at United um, but really uh, the, the a, a reasonable first 
first half, chances missed. Um, we were shown what happens when you switch off and uh, Orient took the game to us and really made us look uh, a bit rubbish. Um, hopefully I can get Matt on the phone if my mouse will start working. Let me just... Uh, Matt, where are you there? We'll see if he's there and uh, we'll have a chat about uh, the uh, Cambridge United games, including yesterday's, and then look forward to Fleetwood. He's going to answer the phone, I'm sure of it. Uh, do you know, I've never had him. Oh, yeah. So I was just worrying that you weren't going to answer the phone, Matt. I was just about to say, I've never heard you not answer that phone before. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, mate. Uh, welcome back as well. Uh, yeah, doing very good yourself. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I was just saying, uh, I, c- I could have done without going to the Orient game uh, on Monday, having just come back from Australia, because I felt like getting straight back on the plane, because it's... Uh, it was pretty rubbish game, really, it turned out in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very similar to the away game, wasn't it? Um, just didn't really perform on the day again. I um, have to say, I thought, you know, Leighton Orient were excellent. I thought they moved the ball around really well, um, probably aided by the fact that, that we couldn't keep hold of the ball, um, especially in the midfield. Um, don't know what our tactics were supposed to be on on on, uh, on the Monday. Um, you know, with, with Seiko Janner up front, and you know, not exactly giving him the service that he needed um, to perform in a role that he's not used to. And um, you know, there was there was a lot of you know anger and resentment, not just you know at his performance, but you know at other people's performances. But we never really played to any of his strengths to start off with, and um, you know a lot of the other players looked like they'd been out the night before. And uh, yeah, for a game that we probably should have got something out of, and you know, barring with you know the injury crisis that we have got, um, it wasn't a good performance at all. And you know, I thought I thought Orient were. Worthy winners in the end, really. Yeah, I think they were. It's 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 the manner of these defeats that are upsetting. I mean, you know, you get beaten by a better team, then that that's fine. But it's the way we gave it away, particularly in the second half, where we just we just switched off and it, and it wasn't going to happen. Interestingly, Neil Harris was was quite critical after the game. This is what he had to say following that defeat. Yeah, frustrated, disappointed, angry, you know, all, all those emotions after losing the game of football at home. Look, first and foremost, I've told the players what I thought, left in no, no uncertain terms in, in the change and what I think. What I would like to point out to everybody is that in my first four games in charge, we've been outstanding. We picked up seven points against three of the four top ten sides. Arguably deserved, well, we did deserve at least a point at Oxford, if not more. So, you know, it could have been eight or, or ten points. Tonight, we took a step backwards. The level of performance tonight, individually and collectively, was nowhere near what we've produced in the first four games. I need to review the game and have a look why. I thought losing George Thomas at the start of the second half made a huge impact on us as a team, uh, structurally, um, but also competitive nature-wise as well. And my biggest disappointment always a lack of character probably and strength in, in the performance. I'm not used to my teams being out competed at times. I don't like it. I uh, won't accept it. And I certainly won't accept it here at the Abbey. And I thought at times we, we looked a little bit vulnerable, which... I'd seen in games I watched earlier in the season and we, you know, we need to eradicate that quickly but I'm not going to bemoan the group too much because you know, the first month they've been really impressive. Yeah, it's it's easy to get it's easy to get upset about a game in isolation, um, but we had had some good results. I was I was watching the game. It was weird because the first thing I said to the first thing I said to the again, the people that sit next to me was, I'd watched all of the games on iFollow or at least half of each game on iFollow, and uh, and we looked like that 
we looked like a side that was starting to come together and starting to play football. And I guess for me that made it even even more disappointing uh, in terms of uh, watching us let that game slip away from us. You were at the game, yeah? Yeah, I think like you said at the beginning, it's really a tale of two halves. I thought in the first half we actually looked really, really competitive. Um, I thought it could have really swung either way. Like you said, there was a bit of a lack of conviction in terms of taking chances. Um, but to get in at home... Uh, at half-time uh, with a 0-0 result I thought was fine um, I don't think it was an unfair result in the sense that we weren't one up or two up uh, I thought it was justified but you know that's the difference then when you come out in the second half and you then start to feel the impact of not taking those chances and those those moments get away from you that's how the, the game unfolds really yeah, and I guess, I mean, it, it was, you, you could argue, I mean, it, there were a couple of chances Orient had in the first few minutes, which we could have actually been down quite early on in that game. And I guess from that, you look at it and think, nil all at half-time, well, at least we're in with a chance. But mm. as I say, it was, Matt, it, it was it was that turnout for the second half, or, or, or you could say the lack of turnout for the second half, really. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think Neil said in his post-match comments as well, you know, at times, uh, you know, players switched off in certain situations and, you know, perhaps didn't close the ball down enough when they should have done, um, you know, made a, a, a bad decision, um, you know, when there was an easier option. Um, you, you look at the two Orient goals and like Salim says, you know, it was, it was fairly even first half, but we weren't great. Um, but the second half, their goals have come from individual mistakes um, and, and Neil spoke about it and it's starting to, starting to become a little bit more noticeable now that he's just starting to, you know, criticise, not criticise, but just point out that it's individual mistakes in in games that are, you know, starting to cost us, which obviously, you know, cost us before um, under Mark Bonner as well. Um, you know, it, it's not a new thing, but, you know, to, to hear it from the manager as well, like the way that he's saying it, the way that Neil has said it, and obviously we'll, we'll talk about the cup game yesterday, where again, you know, he mentions individual mistakes. That's that's what's cost us, you know, the game on New Year's Day. It's just those little switch off in moments when you know we need to stay t- tuned on, you know, just focus a little bit harder, and um, you know, just sometimes we've got to play it a little bit more simple than what we did. But as I say, you know, I, I thought Orient did deserve it. And they did take the goals well, and. Um, it wasn't until uh, uh, Brandon and Juth who came on with until we really had some sort of uh, threat up top. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, as, as poor as we were, you know, the one bright spot from, from Monday's game was his performance and his willingness to show for the ball and work hard, you know, and that it was nice to see, especially, you know, he probably didn't expect to get that chance either. No, and I think if you look at the game, you know, Glenn, Glenn McConnell obviously in the first Orient game was the bright spark that came on the pitch uh, towards the end and actually, uh, you know, ran around and uh, and looked like he was going to be able to make a contribution. It was interesting, and I th- I really I think it, it was a really a good thing for Neil to say. He was saying after the game, you know, Brandon came on and 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 he shone for however many minutes it wasn't it wasn't that long, but he then tempered that with well, and, and hang on a second, this guy's he's a he's a young guy. It's his it's his debut. We know he's not going to be playing next week necessarily, or or feature in the first team, you know, a lot. 
but he's going to get chances. And I think he did everything that he could have done. He he, he took that chance um, uh, and 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 ran out onto the pitch and did seem to brighten it up a little bit. But realistically, I mean, you know, if we stay, if we can, if we can bring some people back, you're not expecting to see him to play a major part in the, in the rest of the uh, campaign. Yeah, exactly. I think you know, football, um, particularly in the early stages of a career, is you've got to look at it. Um, objectively from like you know the fans perspective the business perspective and the um the whole club but also as a as a player trying to come through you've got to look at your own career and i think it was a really great moment for him and his family and i was really happy to be there to witness it um i actually did speak to him at half time and i said you know i think you got a chance of you know coming on here you know and just when you come on literally just enjoy it do all the things you're good at run around put a bit of effort in yeah. because you know without criticizing like we were you know, yeah, we were struggling. Rubbish. Half, so <laughs> I don't think there was much worse that he can do. But um, yeah. just you know, show come on and show a bit of effort and show a bit of tenacity and willingness and get the get the crowd behind you because the attendance was really good and yeah. the, the fans love to see a, a player come through at the club. So yeah, absolutely, you know, play on that. And I and I think it was interesting that uh, um, you know the the crowd were shouting for him to come on after about sixty minutes. Yeah. Like, like he, he didn't come on until eighty odd minutes, so he didn't get much of a chance. Yeah, I think uh, I think some somebody. Put Pointed out that uh, they believe that uh, uh, Mr. Harris had a go at someone in the stands over it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure whether he was shouting at him, but he certainly did shout something that most people heard. Um, but I'm not sure it was directed at the fan in the stands. I repeat, I can be corrected, but I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's great to see players break into the side. Um, but uh, the talk afterwards was why haven't we been why haven't we been playing him for weeks and blah blah blah. And you yeah, just think I mean... because he's a, he's a young lad who's scored a lot of goals. And St Ives, and yeah. that's a long way down from League One yeah, performance. Very, very and you just, you know, you want him to maintain his confidence. You don't want to destroy his confidence by him suddenly having a bad game as he moves up levels. Yeah. Um, you manage it carefully, and hopefully, you know, you, you know, in, in 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 next season and beyond, he turns out to be a player who will make more of a contribution. Yeah. In it's there. more of an of an integration, really, yeah. that gradual process rather than. A, Immersion. I think that yeah. Monday was a bit of an immersion because of the squad situation and players not being fit. You saw it yesterday um, with Amaru being on the bench. Yeah. Like everyone was saying, "Oh, where's where's Brandon?" Yeah, he's, exactly. He's exactly. cup tied, and all the other lads are cup tied <laughs> as well. So, you know, there's things like that as well that um, people don't necessarily uh, see or know about. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that create these these obstacles for the for the club to to have to manoeuvre. So we we moved we move on from that. Uh, Matt and uh, you know we, it was one of those interesting draws Blackburn in the cup it's not you know there's a club with history a club with uh, you know a past that, that, that they can uh, quite rightfully talk about um, but probably not the plum tie that we were looking for given that certainly after the Orient performance and, and with a lack of strikers we'll come on to injuries later on but with a lack of strikers it, it was going to be difficult always going to be difficult to win because it didn't look like we'd be able to score goals as it happens we went ahead twice albeit with help from uh, uh, Blackburn in terms of their defending um, but wasn't really the ideal game not only because it's not a great tie it wasn't televised yeah. but also because unfortunately you go there and I think they only had eight eight and a half thousand people there and they dropped the ticket prices so I suspect half of that money or 45% or whatever the club share each probably won't even amount to a home game at, uh, at the Abbey so financially right. it's yeah. not it's not going to be fantastic for us either although we do get money for losing a third round tie as well um, so you add that to the prize money 
and it's probably been a fairly lucrative uh, run but it would have been nicer to go further but in the end I think genuinely it, it, we were beaten by the better side Matt yeah yeah I think so Tim you know the, the first half I think we did um, pretty well for the most part as you say you know took the lead we a really good goal by um, Jack um, you know and just as you thought oh, we, we might get something here um, again, just you know, the, the quality first and foremost of Blackburn's, you know, movement off the ball. Uh, as much as we we don't want to say it either, uh, being United fans, uh, Sammy Smodic, his off the ball work um, and his finishing. He's, I think, it's the top goal scorer in the championship right now. And uh, you know, he showed exactly why. You know, pull, pulls him back into it, and then. You know, as you say, we, we go back up up the other end and, you know, we score another really good goal. Uh, so then Kai Kai with, you know, with an assist from Jack as well. And you, you're just hoping that you, you can try and see the game out, you know. And, and then, unfortunately, you know, we can see two uh, late goals towards the end of the first half. You know, Swadish gets a hat-trick. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's a quality player, as I say. Again, with individual mistakes and just turned off a little bit. And then the second half, uh, you know, we had a couple of chances, didn't we? But, you know, they, they really stepped up the, the pressure. They really amped up the, you know, the movement off the board of the passing was, was good. You know, they're, they're not a bad team for, for the championship. Uh, the fourth and fifth goals are probably sloppy. And, you know, as I say, Neil said in his interview yesterday, individual mistakes, you know, have cost us again. And you, and you could probably see that with the seconds and, you know, the poor defending for the fourth and the fifth, and we, we, we've got to do better. But, yeah, you know, the, that on the day, Blackburn, you know, did deserve to win, and quite rightly. But, yeah, you know, for the for 40 minutes, you know, we, we gave them a right good game, and we certainly had them worried. And that, again, without any strikers on the pitch, you know, at all, you know, credit, credit to the players to keep going to the end. But, yeah. You know, maybe maybe a bit of a half result, but you know, Blackburn definitely deserved to win. Yeah, and talking of uh, post match, this is what Neil had to say following the game. Well, Neil, you side put in a gallant effort today. Obviously, you went into the game with personnel issues at one end of the pitch. At the other end, the game really decided by a championship side with a quality holding great great quality. Yes. Um... Look, the game went how we expected it to go. You know, they're a really, really good footballing side that have got great threats to hurt you. Some individual quality. Sammy Smodrich is, is a top, top player. Um, they, they, in my opinion, will go go up again and play at the next level. Um, we didn't help ourselves at times with conceding goals. Um, even like running through my mind now, looking at the goals and thinking individual errors. Um, again, which cost us some, and we have to cut them out because when you play against good sides, you can't give them a leg up. And, and ultimately, in the first half, our shape was excellent. Um, our press was excellent. We regained the ball and they used it really well. Scored two really good goals. But you, you, you can't give goals to these teams. You can't give opportunities in the in the twelve yard box to these teams um, because you know they're, they're just too too clinical. Um, and and that, that's that's my only frustration is that we um, is that we didn't we didn't help ourselves. Great start to the game, Jack Lancaster. You know, playing some lovely football. 
finished the chance really, really well. And he's, he's got that quality in, in his boots and his head as well. And it was actually a good start to the game in terms of some other football you played as well, Neil. Yeah, I was really pleased. That really pleased with some of the aspects of the game. Um, really pleased with the two guys to get on the score sheet. You know, keep talking about, um, you know, we have to be uh, productive from, from individuals that play, play in the front line. And, and, and uh, SK and, and, and Jack scored two really, really good goals. Um, and there, there was other moments in the game where I thought we, we, we could have just been a little bit more... Um, clinical in the final third with our execution of, of certain moments um, but ultimately you know you score two goals away from home in the FA Cup you don't expect to lose by three goals however good the opponent is um, and that, that's why as much as it was a good day you know, it was a good occasion it's been a good successful cup run for the club in the sense of made some money getting through the first two rounds great day for the fans I thought the fans were absolutely class supporting the team through the 90 minutes and great ovation from both players and, and fans at the end you know, nice nice moment for the football club um, however um, disappointed with, with, with the manner of the, uh, the goals we conceded You'll be, be pleased in terms of the second goal, which you've mentioned, the, the character to, to come back and hit back and take the lead again after being paid by the, the first time he smiled its goal. Yeah, that, that's another positive, is that, that we were clinical when those moments came, um, when we did get into the fine, the, into the penalty area. Um, no, I think that, that's, that's done for me now, the FA Cup this year, the game's done. Um, we'll watch the game back um, in, in, in isolation um, for, for my own benefit. Um, to try and learn a bit more about the players. I learned a hell of a lot today about some of the group again. Um, and, but our, Doug, our focus now is fully on Fleetwood next week. Um, and you know, from this moment on, I'm looking at the 22 league games we have left. Well, what are the key things do you think you've learned about your players today? You've mentioned there. Um, that they can, again, deliver a game plan. You know, the, 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 the execution of the game plan is excellent for, for 46 minutes. Um, but the negative to that is got individuals that still switch off. That they switch off and, and give up chances too easily, and um, you know whether that's in, in your own penalty area or with the football, um, and and the fact you know, sort of question the mentality last week on on the start of the second half. Again, just that, that was that was mentality. This this time, just you know, we lost too many jewels at times against a good football team. You can't come out alongside the tackles and headers and and, and, and races and reactions. Um, so again, lots to improve for us, um, but. Like I said, you know, positives as well, and we look forward to home game back at the Abbey next week. Uh, and two positives, some some super saves from Jack Stevens to keep the score down at times, and and your side kept going. They showed the character to just keep going and try and create opportunities. Yeah, when when you play good teams that make chances, you need goalkeeper to make saves. Um, so Jack Jack today done very well. I thought we scored two good goals. We showed some character at times, keep made some good saves, and I thought Ryan Bennett was, was excellent. And again, we'd have let five goals, and we're talking about goalkeeper making good saves, and Ryan Bennett being excellent. But but ultimately, you know. Neither at fault for any of the goals, um, and um, you know it, it was good for Ryan to get 90 minutes. You talked before the game about the league obviously being the priority. How much confidence do you take from some aspects of today, and carrying that into next week in Fleetwood? Well, the big positive for us, and it is a huge positive at the moment, is that it looks like we came through unscathed injury-wise, which is massively important. And, and, and secondly, we scored two really, really good goals um, from, from two individuals that, that were important for, for us moving forward. So that gives us some confidence. In terms of the transfer window, I know you spoke to my colleague Peter a couple of days ago, but any more movement there? Are you any more confidence in getting some over the line before next Saturday? Uh, no. Um, you know, no movement that is. Sorry, no movement. Um, confidence. Let, it, it's January. You know, no false promises. Um, again, just reiterate what I keep saying is no one can work any harder in doing it. Um, and hopefully that by next Saturday we do have at least one one number nine in the building. 
So it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, Matt, the, there is a, there is this injury crisis, and it's, it's really interesting. Some, someone said, and it wasn't it wasn't Neil Harris, but somebody said, oh, you know, you don't really expect to lose that many players in one go. And I was thinking, well, I can think back to last year when we said exactly the same thing. It's it's one of those things, and it's you know, it's not necessarily anybody's fault. It's just it's just bad luck. But we desperately need to strengthen in this January window. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I, I think Kai, uh, sorry, Glenn McConnell and Brandon Houndstrup are now out for three months as well. Um, Kai Yearn's only just coming back to fitness. Um, obviously, the, the two strikers or the two main strikers are, you know, have been out and going to be out for another couple of months at least. Uh, hopefully, Elias Kachunga can be back for, for Saturday's game. But yeah, you, at the end of the day, you know the, the, the list probably switched when you know we we got rid of Mark and uh, brought Neil in and the type of player that we were probably you know potentially targeting under Mark is, is maybe different to the the player Neil wants in. Um, you know we we are on on the back foot on this one because obviously you don't expect all these injuries to happen at once, but they have done. So yeah, it's imperative that we we get on and we get these players in, and you know hopefully a striker is in. For, for Saturday's game um, because, it, you know, it's absolutely massive, isn't it? It's a, it's a real six-pointer. It's the first six-pointer of the season and um, it's a game that we desperately need to win against Fleetwood on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, you, you certainly don't, you don't you don't want to be losing those games when uh, you know you're struggling you're struggling and and may find it difficult to pick up points elsewhere. Although, as Neil said, he's not going to criticise the team too much because they have bought in a good a good haul of points since he started. Um, you know, is this the end of his honeymoon? As he as he made the point, yes, it probably is. He now knows what he's got to do. Uh, I won't say the enormity of the task, but he now knows that you know we need people in. One of the, one of the comments was on the forums, and it just. I always beg as belief is someone questioned, you know, what, what does what does Ben Strang actually do? And I think you kind of think, you know, he, he is who he is and he's where he is because he has been successful and he does know what he's doing. So to, to pretend that, you know, I think it's because we he said we, someone said we were late to the late to the game. The reality is, I think Ben Strang does what he can when we've got the smallest or third smallest playing budget in the country and we don't have the cachet of a big club behind, you know, behind it. So, it, it's 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 ludicrous to think that any lack of any lack of players coming in is because he's not working. Um, it's down to you know factors we all know uh, and have been around for a long time. So you know, lone players might might be a better answer because do we want to buy an expensive player who's not on form because otherwise he wouldn't be being sold? And then we you know we may find out that by the end of the year he's still not on form, and we bought someone we then pay him for another year. Um, I think it's. Going to be heightened by it. Looks like uh, if you believe the papers, Ahadme is going to go back to Ipswich or be sold, or uh, you know what, whatever's going to go on there. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. But we are in that position where you know quite quickly we need to get someone who can score goals. Yeah, it was great to see that Lancaster scored and. Um, um, I was trying to think who scored then um, and uh, you know but we need to, and that's good but we need to we need to get a scorer there um, I'll come on to this I won't ask you in the studio but I'll just talk about James Brophy because the thing about James Brophy I mean it's not I think I think he's 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 a, he's a really important member of the team, and I think you know. Okay, he's had some poor games, but generally, I think he's he's a really big addition. 
But he's got to, Matt, he's got to start at least trying to go for goal, hasn't he? Well, he, he did start trying to go for goal, in fairness to him. Unfortunately, those efforts seem to have dried up a little bit for him now. Um, you know, he was involved in the second goal yesterday, so he's now doing something that, uh, you know, had been lacking in, in fairness, which is, you know, being involved in goals and, uh, you know, creating chances. And, you know, he definitely had improved that under Neil's, um, you know, start of his of his management career with us. So, um, you know, I, I don't disagree with you, Tim. You know, his goal uh, return uh, as a left winger is probably not what you would uh, expect at times, especially when some of the other wingers have just started scoring goals as well. Um, it's it's hard for him because I think the, the issue is, is he's the best ball carrier that we've got in the team. I mean, as I say, I've never seen a player go past three players with with no sort of hassle. You know, you know, it's not even a sweat for him, you know, and he goes past three players fantastically. But, you know, if he if he had his all round game, as we know, he wouldn't be playing in League One. You know, he wouldn't be with us. He'd be up in the championship or he'd be in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? So um, you know, it's still time. You still got plenty of time to work with, and as you say, you know, he, he's got to go for goal a little bit more. I think Neil spoke about it, um, especially after the, I think it was the Charlton game, maybe that he, you know he mentioned it as well about how he's got to be the person instead of you know trying to pass it on, like you know trying to be you know unselfish and give it to somebody else. Sometimes he's just got to do it himself. So you know, and I'm sure that's something that he'll be working on. You know, I have no doubt about that. And, um, but yeah, that, that goal scoring needs to come in, you know, just to take the pressure off the others very quickly, um, and hopefully, hopefully before Saturday. But you know, we won't we won't hold our breath on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It, 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 it's, it's. I mean, it's hard because, as you say, he makes such a big contribution. It's almost like okay, it would be nice if he could score some goals, um, but you know, he he is vital to the team, and I think you can't, you know people who criticise him I think don't really think about that as well yes he hasn't scored goals but he's he's made plenty and he's made opportunities elsewhere as well so uh, let's just finish uh, with uh, Neil so this I asked us after the uh, after the BBC bit of the press call I was just asking him about you know how happy the fans should be after seeing the difference between uh, the Orient game and the Blackburn game this is what he had to say yeah, Orient last week was 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 good first half. Nothing in the game was a better team first half. Um, we had a really disappointing 15 minutes spell in the second half, which which was a real eye opener for me and probably sort of closed the honeymoon period of me being the new manager um, from the fans' perspective as well. In the sense of thought, oh, this is it. We just turn up and watch our team win. <laughs> no, we have to make sure we do the essentials on a football pitch to win games of football. Um, today was a good advert for the FA Cup. Uh, we had to go when we could with the limited options that we had for team selection um, and ultimately they've seen their team be in front twice and be in the game for, for nigh on 70 minutes um, until we give a really poor fourth goal, goal away um, so yes I think they'd have enjoyed their day out for sure I think it's been a long time since we've been to Ewood Park um, FA Cup journey's over it's all about Fleetwood next week yeah, and I think that he he made that point in the uh, pre-match as, as well. Is that yeah, the, the 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 cup run is great, and if you can get you know big teams, that's great. If you can uh, continue in the competition, that's great. But in the end, the the bread and butter of what we're doing is staying staying up in the league and hopefully finishing in a you know in a, a reasonably respectable sort of mid-table position. Um, and that's the key thing we talked about. This is a, a big six-pointer for us. Um, Fleetwood in woeful form and. 
and on paper uh, it should be a walk in the park, but uh, the, these things never are. Yeah, definitely, especially after um, obviously the FA Cup tie a few yeah. weeks ago and us um, scoring, how many was it, three in 15 minutes? Yeah. I think they'll definitely be out to get us back um, and to cause an upset. But yeah, like you said, the, the points tomorrow are real. No, not tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Next week, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Wishing the week Next away. Week, sorry. <laughs> Next week, yeah, um, really, really crucial for us. So, Matt, just a final word then. Uh, yeah, obviously, the, 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 kind of the, the thing we need to do is get players through the door. Do you think we'll have somebody in by uh, Saturday or is that just down to the footballing gods? Uh, footballing gods. Uh, we'll, we'll go with the footballing gods. I'd, I'd like to think somebody would want to come and play for Neil well maybe they had somebody lined up but um, Neil's already said you know some some teams had these loans and transfers lined up in October and November and we've only just started so yeah ho- hopefully there might be one in uh, but I won't hold my breath and as I say it gives other people a chance to, to make an impression Tim and, that, and that's what it's all about isn't it you know you get a chance you've got to take it with, with both hands when it comes to you absolutely well thanks very much Matt for uh, joining us this week we'll uh, talk to you again next week cheers take care guys bye broadcasting from the city centre on FM digital and your mobile Cambridge 105 radio from the terraces on Cambridge 105 radio we were just we were just talking about who we should bring in. Who sorry sorry Salim? Who, who, who's that we should be bringing in? Jaden Sancho. <laughs> Jaden Sancho. Mm, ben Strang's good, but I don't think he's that good. Uh, it, there was a, there, there, I don't know where, where again. I won't ask you. There, there was a photograph taken in training actually earlier on yeah. this week of a player that some that people didn't seem to recognise. I didn't recognise him. That would have uh, been Maru. Ah, uh, right. At the stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been Mario. Ah, right, OK, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's an under-18 player, yeah. Uh, OK, damn, <laughs> that might be a new player, but there you go. OK, uh, let's talk uh, Let's talk about uh, Histon. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking uh, all things Histon. I've got to find a different piece of music for Histon because every time I say that, I forget that it says, let's talk about Histon. Uh, okay, Histon. Um, briefly, we've got uh, uh, the uh, post match reaction from Chris Nunn uh, in a minute. Um, things continue to go well for Histon. Uh, if you look at where they are in the league, um, okay, they probably still want to be a few places above that, currently 16th, um, but at least a respectable number of points away from the uh, relegation zone now um, but uh, looking good they've picked up so far I think they're on uh, six wins I think they've picked three of those up since Chris Nunn or it might even be four of them since Chris Nunn arrived um, so obviously making a big difference there um, uh, on, on and off the pitch uh, and looking to continue they did have a good result against Corby uh, just after Christmas um, and uh, was it Corby yeah I'm sure it was Corby no that was that was sorry I'm talking at uh, Cambridge City, yeah. They had the results against Godmanchester and um, Newport Pagnall, both uh, wins, which were good. Then uh, beaten by St Neots, a good team, and then yesterday a draw. Um, so it, it's it's all heading in the right direction. Still plenty to do, of course. Um, but uh, let's hear what Chris Nunn had to say when uh, Billy spoke to him uh, this morning. So, nil-nil for you yesterday. How did yeah. you see the game, Chris? Yeah, I thought we were excellent. I thought um, we had we, the discipline of the team was fantastic. You know, we we played against a team that I think one of the top goal scorers in the league. 
And when you go away from home, you've got to make sure that you set up correctly. And the way we set up yesterday, I was, I was so proud of the players. They took on all the advice that we give them, how we wanted to play. And the game plan nearly worked. You know, the last 20 minutes, I think we entered their box on eight different occasions. So I felt it was a really, really good performance and uh, delighted with the boys' attitude. And did you do anything differently tactically? Or was the main focus, as you said, just to keep the ball out of the net yesterday? Yeah, they're very good in transition on the counter-attack. So we had to make sure that um, we didn't overcommit. And it meant it became a bit of a cagey affair, you know, but over 90 minutes, they had one shot on target. So that told, told you how well we did without the ball. Um, and the one thing about football is that it's trying to control a game sometimes when you're not controlling the ball. So we try and sort of push them to go down certain avenues they didn't want to go down. And what we did yesterday just worked. And it was such a big improvement from recent games that we've had without the ball. So I was delighted with that. We've got a lot to do still with the ball. But, uh, you know, when you think as well, in the last 20 minutes, I think we ended their box on... I think it was 10 different occasions. So we, we really did get on top of the game at the end. And there was little doubt that they were they were happy with the point than we were, but I was more pleased with the performance that we had. I've heard it reported that uh, Joe Sutton had a particularly good game yesterday. What were your thoughts on his performance? And did any yeah. other stand out for you? Yeah, I, I thought, listen, he, he was one of many good performances. I thought that the team itself uh, were just fantastic. You know, and it, it's, when you have a good team performance, it's difficult sometimes to to put forward individuals because everyone did their job without the ball. And if we could just get a little bit more quality on it, then we'd have won yesterday. And that's not a criticism, it's just where we are at the moment. But Joe, Joe was excellent. He, he worked really hard, as he always does. And, you know, we, we're happy to have him. In terms of, uh, you know, maybe getting that extra little bit of quality that could maybe get you the win, do you think that will come from bringing in some new players? Yeah, there's little doubt, you know, we need to bring one or two in. Um, you know, we, we, we're well within budget at the moment, which is good. So it's just a question of making sure that it's the right person. You know, I've got to make sure they, they fit into the group well. And I, I don't want to need jerk and just bring someone in for the sake of bringing them in. I want it to be for long term. Uh, but, you know, finances, you know, football's like, you know, everyone's got a budget to stick to. So we're no different to anyone else. So we'll just make sure that we want to bring someone in who'll get along well in the group with the rest of the boys. Um, which is important and hopefully um, yeah we've got a couple of seven days in there and we've made a couple of approaches but it takes a while sometimes to get a deal done unfortunately and now looking at the table you know the, it looks a lot more healthy than it did when you first arrived and just getting maybe a couple of extra wins that will put you right up into the sort of right up into mid-table you're on the coattails of a lot of teams you know is that the aspiration now in the next couple of weeks to push up the table yeah, we've got top of the league at home on Saturday. I'll plug that one, um, which is going to be tough. That'll be a two o'clock kickoff um, Saturday. So, yeah, you know, we um, all, all we want to try and do is this, this season's all about creating an environment. You know, when when we came in, we realised the most important thing was to get away from from the, the relegation zone, which which we feel that we're doing. And now it's it's a question of trying to create the right environment to, to try and climb the table. And of course, we've still got a cup semi-final to look forward to as well. So at the moment, we're, we're in a good place. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good recovery, um, definitely. Um, there's some... This, the next couple of weeks is going to be interesting, as Chris said. Racing Club Warwick, who are top of the league at the moment, uh, two o'clock kickoff. This, I know why they're doing it because of the uh, reduced cost of floodlighting for clubs, but it makes it very difficult when not every team 
does it. So it's two o'clock uh, at home against Racing Club Warwick. Um, and then probably a, a real key game after that, Easington Sports, who are just above uh, Histon in the league. That's a three o'clock kickoff away, according to the fixture list at least. Um, so plenty of work to be done but uh, it, it's good to see that you know they've turned it around they've made that start and Chris has had uh, you know such good success in there and we'll we, you know we'll, we'll see what happens from there but uh, it's certainly looking bright uh, for Histon at the moment and uh, no doubt we'll be talking about them again hopefully uh, starting to move uh, even further up the league and, uh, and perhaps getting to that kind of mid-table spot there um, we'll take a, a quick break again and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Cambridge City hopefully getting hold of Robbie live. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Someone's just raised the point, someone's just raised the point whether this game that I said was at three o'clock is at three o'clock. I am actually fairly sure that is a three o'clock game, but uh, it says, apparently it says that still. So uh, hopefully if you're looking to get down, you still have uh, time to do that. Um, the light situation, maybe Stephen should have kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, it's funny because I was I was kind of uh, I was re- ready to watch the game, and uh, I said it was about three forty-five in the morning, so I'd set the alarm and got up, yeah. and couldn't understand why there was no game on. <laughs> and they said, "Oh no, technical difficulties. The, the floodlights aren't working." But uh, yeah, I think uh, I'd probably say. It's difficult to say. I mean, probably in the position we were in, it might have actually not been. I mean, I know it's terrible for fans. It's not a huge distance. Some people obviously will have travelled a fair way for yeah. it, but uh, probably a better thing for us not to and play I've, that game yeah, at that particular moment in time. But uh, doesn't yeah. change it for the fans that went there and now probably uh, you know some of them won't be able to go to the replay. But uh, we shall see. Okay, so uh, let's see. Um, we're having a, we're having a side bet here as to whether Robbie is going to answer the phone. Hopefully he will do, and uh, we can talk about... <laughs> well, there you go. I get his, I get his voicemail, as you can hear from that. So uh, let me just... But it, interestingly, it went straight to voicemail, as though actually he might be on the phone now. I have just texted him, um, so we will... Let's just have a look at what's going on. Hopefully he's not ready yet, the text I sent him, but hopefully he will do in a minute. Let's just have a quick look where they are. I mean... It's very difficult for Cambridge City for a whole host of reasons, uh, not least the ground and everything else. And there's been a lot of... uh, Not disquiet. There's there's been a lot of comments made on uh, the social media. uh, And people will recall that uh, Cambridge City brought out... The board brought out a statement of support for what was going on at the club. It didn't. It didn't come out and actually uh, wholeheartedly support Robbie, which is always the, the the death knell of managers when the board come out and say he's doing exactly what we want. They were just very honest about it. They're saying the the, the results on the pitch weren't up to scratch, um, and that uh, you know they were actively looking to recruit players um, to to make that change um, because what the last thing they want to do is obviously be in a relegation fight at the end of the season when they've only just moved into the new stadium and the difficulty that will give them in terms of maintaining a, a crowd in a facility and you know you attract people who uh, wouldn't wouldn't come normally because it's insourced and new audience there for the football and if they don't like what they see unfortunately then you know it, it's very difficult you know we, we all know results on the pitch as, as we've seen at the Abbey you know now we're regular 
regularly getting five, 6,000 people in. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. If you've shelled out millions for a new ground, which is what's happened more mm. than they intended to, then the last thing you want is to see small attendances get even smaller. You're looking to go up the table and, uh, and up the leagues and hopefully make a, uh, you know, really capitalise on the investment they've made. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I actually had the, the joy of going to the ground uh, the other day, so I can confirm that it's pretty impressive. Um, but like you said, all that, that money going into the investment into the ground and the business side of of the football club is all well and good, but it needs to be backed up by the stuff on the pitch. And, yeah. you know, you can have the most amazing ground in the world, but if no one wants to come and actually watch the team, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, it is, and and, and it is. It's, it's, I mean, it's true. It's truly if you when you go down there, yeah, it, really, even really if impressive. you're not a city fan, if you're a Histon fan, go and have a, go and have a look at it because yeah. you'll see. You, I mean, it's just a stunning facility, uh, not just for you know for city, but for training and for the community as yeah, well. There's the, you know there's the huge four uh, G pitch or three and a half or five G whatever G they're up to now. <laughs> on it. But you know uh, now they've got changing rooms which have now turned up um, and they're starting to fit it out. It's starting to look even better every time I go up there. Um, but yeah, it's you. You don't want to then start losing people because the quality of the football isn't what you want. Let me just see if I can get hold of Robbie again. As I say, uh, it's ringing. Hasn't gone straight to voicemail this time. But hello, hey Robbie, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Excellent. <laughs> I'm hoping everyone else can hear us loud and clear as well. Um, you're you're obviously uh, what an hour and an hour and a quarter away from uh, kickoff. Um, the pressure. I mean, it, it would be stupid to say that the pressure isn't on you and the club in terms of getting some results. Obviously, uh, a, a creditable draw against Corby on the 27th, and probably not unexpectedly uh, uh, Spalding United uh, a defeat who are top of the league at the moment um, but this is a, a, a good game for you in terms of they're, they're still uh, you know one of the one of the better clubs in the league um, are you looking forward to this do you think that you know you, you you've made the changes you need to actually try and get a result yeah yeah look, I, you know, we've had a horrendous run of, of form and and lack of points Tim and and I think you know, going into, you know, the last three games, you know, a gritty 1-0 win at, at Gresley, uh, followed up with a, you know, a, a good draw against a, a good, strong Corby team where, you know, on an, another day we would have potentially won that um, because of the chances that we created and, and how we went about the game. Um, you know, so disappointment in terms of only getting a point in that one. But, you know, for large parts against Spalding, you know, we... We were very nervy in the, at the start, and then as the game continued, um, we grew and grew into it, and you know had some good chances. Uh, their keepers pulled off a, a great save, um, and you know we had a couple of moments where we got in great positions, but picked the wrong pass, or you know just didn't do really anything positive in that final third. And I think when you play teams at the top, you know they. They score those important goals in, in important moments in games. And I think because we're struggling a little bit with confidence, um, you know, those little things seem to go against us. You know, we concede, you know, right on half time, going 2-0 down instead of 1-0 down. And, you know, the second half we concede after 10 minutes. So the game then becomes a little bit of a, a tough one in terms of trying to stamp our authority on it. But, you know, moving forward to today, it's, you know, we've, we've picked... Uh, a very sort of bright 
pacey team that we feel can uh, cause Loughborough problems. You know, they're a team that are are doing very well in our league. You know, they've got games in hand, and I think if they win their games in hand, they can they can go very close to top spot. So we know how tough an opponent they are, um, but you know we're looking forward to to putting New Year's Day behind us, and and hopefully we can put on a good performance today and, and get back on that winning trail. Afternoon, Robbie. Salim here. Um, obviously, we've spoken a, a few times um, about obviously how you're getting on, things like that. And you said about being a bit bare bones. What would be your message to the players at the moment um, who are quite low on confidence? And as you mentioned, things haven't really been going your way. How do you how do you motivate them and get them up for the game? Well, a lot of it is. It's, it's you know, the, it's one of those. If the harder you work, those rewards and those those little bits of rubber, the green will start to turn. That's what we're hoping. You know, we've got a, a very young group. Um, and, you know, when you do lose games of football, it can quite quickly become a habit in losing. And, you know, certainly for me and the rest of my staff, we're, we're very much about positivity. And, you know, we can't do anything about the game that's just gone. It's about the game today and, and what we've done in training during the week to try and put to bed, you know, last week's game. So it's, you know, don't fear mistakes. That's how we try and sort of get our message across is that, yeah, we're going to make mistakes, but don't fear them because, you know, we want you to get on the ball as much as you can. We want you to dictate the game as much as we can. And, you know, if you, the more touches you get as a footballer, the more confident you get. And, you know, we're just really keen on, you know, getting back to basics. You know, the goals we conceded at the moment are, are pretty schoolboyish. You know, they're simple mistakes that we need to cut out. And if we can do that, we, you know, we are very much a threat going forward um, you know with Broccoli's come back into the team um, Manny Dahi comes back into the team today so you know we'll, we'll have one or two back in the team today that hopefully will, will give us that little bit extra as we try and move forward Excellent well thanks very much Robbie uh, for joining us good luck in uh, kickoff in uh, just over an hour's time cheers Thank you very much guys so there we go. Uh, that's uh, Robbie. Um, wish them luck in in that game. Um, it's going to be. Uh, it's interestingly looking at the fixture list. It's not going to get any easier for them because not only have they got uh, fifth place, uh, Loughborough Dynamo, Anstey Nomads are next. I think they're in third place, uh, and then there's a mid-table team, Quorn. Such a strange name for a football club core. <laughs> it's like an artificial football club. It's not a real one. Um, so, yeah, it, they, they, they need to turn it round. Uh, they need to turn it round quickly. The one advantage that uh, relegation battle have got this year is that uh, Rushton and Diamonds are literally doing their best to actually not even uh, make a show of it. 21 games and they've only got four points, uh, minus 35 goal difference uh, down there. So one of them down... I'm we can't see them recovering but then the next three clubs or the next four clubs are 16, 18, 19 and 20 points so certainly not going to be uh, easy to avoid that there's going to be a lot of uh, they're going to a lot of a battle uh, in there and uh, hopefully uh, the, the you know city can do that and they can start in the new stadium still no news on the website as to when that first game is going to be but um, apparently it's, it's supposed to be uh, soon rather than later but uh, I guess they've still got I don't think 
think they've even passed the uh, FA inspection yet. I could be wrong on that one, but they were certainly they've been down to have a look at it, I believe. But uh, still, things to do obviously there that precludes them from actually starting. Um, okay, we'll uh, let's talk about the women's football. Apologies, I'm not going to be able to play all the audio because uh, I've overrun. Um, but uh, both United and City are in action uh, today. Let's briefly hear uh, what Paul Burling, uh, who uh, manages the uh, um, the women's Cambridge City women's team on a, uh, at least a temporary basis, let's see what he has to say in the uh, build-up to their game today. They've got a difficult one against Actonians. So, Paul, first game back after Christmas. Is everybody looking forward to it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was a real good buzz in training this week and um, we're really uh, we keen to get back on the grass. And how does the Christmas break affect your preparation? You know, Have you had any chance to have any training sessions yet? Um, we trained the week after our final game, which was the 17th, um, just once. And then we came back this week. So we've given the girls a good 10 days off. Um, some of them are keen enough to do their own running and stuff and keep themselves in shape. Others may have enjoyed the Christmas period a little bit too much. We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> And how how do you go about managing that kind of situation, you know, making sure that you keep players up to speed and, you know, you can get players back up to speed quickly? Uh, a lot of trust comes into it at this level. Um, the girls are all fit and young and healthy um, and sensible these days. So I think they it's sort of self-management, really. Um, Dean hasn't asked them or given them any specific instructions. Uh, it's just gone on trust. And they all looked sharp enough and had a real good buzz about training, even though Thursday's training was in an absolute monsoon. Um, so, yeah, it was a good atmosphere around the training ground all week. And um, we're really looking forward to tomorrow, uh, Sunday's game. And when you're preparing for your game against Actonians, you know, how are you getting those messages across to your players, what you're expecting from them in the game? I think Dean's been doing that for, for the last two months. Uh, he really drills into them how we want to play. Um, it's about playing in the right areas and at the right times, trusting themselves. Um, but yeah, that, it just comes down to trust and um, hard work from the players and, you know, just delivering good instruction from the management team. And, and I think we're in a really good place now. The results the last couple of months have picked up. I think unbeaten four of the last five could easily have been four wins out of the last five. So I'd like to think that the, the, the form's turned for us and we're, we're heading in the right direction. And you're hopeful that the game can be on tomorrow because obviously the weather's been very temperamental recently. Yeah, we checked with the um, with the venue at, at Haverhill this afternoon and the pitch was playable, um, but we do have the backup there of the fantastic facilities. They have the 3G available, so there will be some sort of football, whether it's on grass or 3G, um, we'll find out overnight, I suppose. So it looks like it's on, irrespective of what goes on, rain or otherwise. Um, so uh, good luck to uh, Cambridge City women in what is a different game. Uh, United in a slightly different position there, sitting currently fifth in the league, um, looking to move further forward. But uh, you've got uh, Norwich and Wimbledon kind of running away a bit. Uh, five point, Both of them five points clear at the top on 27. And then you've got Worthing, QPR and Cambridge on 18-21 
21 and 22. And then below that, it's uh, Ashford and London Seaward on 15 and 17. So there's, there's an opportunity to get into that top uh, three um, with uh, some good results. Um, and today is going to be an important one for them. It's Haywards Heath, who are currently bottom 10 games in, only three points on the board. Um, so again, it, it, it's going to be, it should in theory be a good win and hopefully um, move them up um, to perhaps even into uh, well into fourth place if they can, can climb above QPR if they get a better result than QPR today. Um, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. I have got some audio, but uh, we haven't really got time to play it because I'd only get half of the first question through. So I'll, I'll save that for uh, one of the sports bulletins during the week. Um, but yeah, so uh, back to, back into action there. It's always a difficult one. The post Christmas uh, for or the pre and the post Christmas run up is is very difficult because it's very bitty for the women. Only two games I think in December uh, they played, and and I think even in January I think they've got uh, no, they've only got three games, and one of those is because there's a cup game. Um, so it, it, they hopefully will start to get back into it. February is a fairly busy month as is March, and then obviously some of the postponed games might start to fit in as well. Um, but uh, it, it's always difficult at the end of the season, especially because United won't have anything to play for at the top of the league because it's unlikely they're going to catch Wimbledon and uh, um, Norwich, but uh, unless there's a, a big change in form there, so we'll have to see. Um, Kate, we've uh, almost run out of time. Thanks very much uh, for joining us. Um, it's uh, Cambridge United uh, against Fleetwood uh, next week. It's uh, Cambridge, it's it's Histon against uh, Racing Club Warwick uh, next week. And in, in the City game, it was against, I uh, can't remember now, and I've just closed that window down, so I can't tell you it was. Hang on, two seconds. It is uh, Loughborough Dynamo today, obviously, in, in an hour's time. And then Anstey Nomads the following week. Um, that's all we've got time for thanks very much uh, for joining us do stay on Cambridge 105 Radio plenty more to listen to throughout the afternoon and into the evening we'll be back next week